Mixtapes.com. They work with several magazines, college radio campaigns, and street teams in multiple cities. Real rap promo. Artists, are you struggling with getting people to listen to your music? Real Rap Promo is here to help you. Log on to www.realrappromo.com today to see how they can help you with all your promo and marketing needs. Real Rap Promo. 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 Use the promotional code radio at checkout to get 20% off on Oh, yeah. k ones Radio, what's good? What's happening? Hold on, let me get my screen right over here. What's happening on my main... What up? My main shot. What's happening, k ones Radio? What's good? www.k100radio.com. I'm your host, Blizzom. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the show. We're here with more direct line interviews today. I want to welcome everybody that's listening. Thank you. Shout out to everybody that's checking me out over on Facebook Live right now. I appreciate it. Uh, 347-934-0966, that's the number to dial to the show. Again, 347-934-0966, that's the number to dial to the show. I appreciate everybody rocking with us once again, man. You know, over here at our direct line interviews, what we do with K1's radio is we chop it up with um, artists, producers, DJs, uh, a plethora of people, and we just kind of pick their brain and see what's good with them. We have a direct conversation uh, over the phone lines. Get it? Direct line. You see what we did there? What's that? All right. So again, if you want to holler at my guest, you can call in and talk to us live at 347-934-0966. Again, that's 347-934-0966. That's the number that you can hit the phone lines with. Uh, again, follow us at K100 underscore radio. You see that on the screen. Uh, K100radio.com. Go, go and download our mobile apps. You can listen to us for free 24-7. Uh, we're also listed on the TuneIn app. But we have apps on Android and iPhone. So, you know, in the App Store. And uh, Google Play. So go ahead and search us up, download us. You got quick links to get to that over at k1radio.com. Again, I appreciate everybody rocking with us. Let's jump into this joint. Our first, and we got three of these back to back. We're going back to back today. Back to back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? First off, uh, I want to welcome every now and then we, we, we talk to different people, like I said, producers. And I love talking to my producer friends. So right now we've got a super producer on the phone line. We got the homie James Worthy in the building. What's going on, homie? What's happening? <laughs> Well, thank you for calling the K1's radio. Thank you for being our guest. Uh, it's the first time you've actually been on our, on our broadcast. You feel me? But um, I'm pretty sure it won't be the last time. And we've ran into each other numerous times. But now we can have a real conversation outside of the event and the melee that's going on at the yes, moment. Sir. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Yes, so what's sir. going on, bro? Get to it. All right. Oh, so go ahead. I'm going to let you do it yourself. I'd like for my guests to introduce themselves to the listening audience. Shout out to... Uh, uh, Juwanda checking us out on Facebook Live. Way to Will just checked in. Uh, Savage Seven just checked in. What's going on over there on Facebook Live? Go ahead and introduce yourself to our listening audience and our viewing ple- viewers on Facebook Live. Go ahead. Okay. Well, what's going on Facebook Live? Uh, I'm the Grammy nominated producer, songwriter, engineer, model, actor uh, James Worthy. Uh, been in the game for roughly about nine years now, going strong. Work with a lot of your favorite artists. Got a lot of hit records out, man. So just, just uh, working, man. That's it. Already. So, uh, and you said that so 
you said it so matter of factly, like so real nonchalant. Like, yeah, I work with, uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't like, you know, people don't like when everybody like name drop or whatever. But I mean, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? You've done a lot. You know what I'm saying? You, it's okay to brag on K1 Real. It's okay to talk a little shit. That's why we here. You know what I'm saying? That's what oh, yeah. we made you know, for. Man, you, you know, I'm a humble guy. You know, I, I, <laughs> I keep it to, to everybody checking out the music for themselves. But, uh, you know, I don't work with people from... Uh, Bobby Brown to Whitney Houston to Yo Gotti to True Hurst, Dr. Dre, uh, Future, um, who else? Uh, man, just so many of them, bro. I can't even list, list them all. I know, right? Uh, so listen, the guy's, guy's been working. You know what I'm saying? He's somebody. Uh, whose catalog uh, uh, of people he's worked with is not to be trifled with. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things that's going on. There's, there's been a, 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 a an explosion, a change in the way uh, people produce. And we're going to talk about all of that. You feel me? I guess the first thing I want to ask you as a producer, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know if you know this, but I'm a producer myself. You know what I'm saying? So I like I like talking to the producers. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times p- people don't know that I'm a producer. You know what I'm saying? And um, so it's one of these I things know. when people meet me as K100 Radio, they don't know everything about me. You know what I'm saying? They don't know I'm an artist and a producer and an engineer. You know what I'm saying? So I produce myself. So I really love having these in-depth conversations because sometimes I kind of get a little bit technical. I'm not going to try to talk over anybody's head or anything, but sometimes producers start talking and we forget other people listening who have no idea what the hell we just said. So I try not to do that. That's true. <laughs> I try not to do that, you know what I'm saying? But what I will ask you is, for the people who listen who might be interested, let's jump into a little bit of the technical side. Where do you see production going right now in this new era? People are saying, listen, Fruity Loops, digital laptops, that's all you need. But then you've got some producers who want to just really keep it classic. I went to a a session not too long ago with, with someone, and they still was using the MPC. They still had a whole lot of analog gear set up. And they was just like, look, it's just, you just, mm-hmm. the feel is just, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. I sat in on sessions with the Justice League before. You know what I'm saying? Engineer sessions with the Justice League and saw how those guys produce. And those guys are literally coming in there with live instruments still. You know what I'm saying? Literally playing it in the yeah. booth, recording yeah. it, and all kinds of different. You know, that's why the tracks sound amazing. People think they did that in, in Fruity Loops and Reason. I'm like, nah, bro. I actually sat in on a session and seen them produce a track. Those guys go to the next level. So where where, where do you think production and producers are going, and and the value of a producer? You know what I'm saying? Because you've got some guys that can come in here with a laptop and crush the building, and some guys need a whole room of gear. What do you feel about that? That's true. Man, I mean, uh, I'm a big firm believer of working with what works for you a lot of times. Um, but at the same time, uh, you got a lot of people who really don't know the meaning of being a producer as well. So it's kind of it's kind of 50-50 because, you know, you got guys that come in and, and they may have a laptop and fruity loose and just make beats on the fly like that. But that doesn't necessarily make you a producer. So right. if you got guys coming in like Justice League, where these guys are actually bringing in orchestras and, and live musicians and, and incorporating it, incorporating it to their uh, style of production, you know that that takes you to a whole nother stratosphere when it comes to the production side of things. Right. But uh, for me, you know, um, I'm a fan of programs. You know, I'm, I'm a uh, a big advocate of Reason, uh, which I still use today. Me too. Um, for me too. production software, right. um, I do use Logic. You know, for certain purposes. And I do use hardware as well. So, you know, you got the NPCs and you got your, um, you know, your rolling phantom keyboards and, and um, you got your machines and all of that stuff, man. So it's important to know really all of it. But then again, it's important to know what works for you. Right. Exactly. Uh, good answer. I'm a reason guy myself. You know what I'm saying? I actually use reason in the production of this show also. 
<laughs> I'm so used to using reason. I actually use it while I'm producing this this live segment and everything. You know what I'm saying? So I use it for, for, awesome. for, for, for various things, but I also produce with reason. That's my my tool of choice. Although I came from the I'm uh, uh, older. You know what I'm saying? So I came from the analog era where my first piece of production gear was an MPC uh, 2000 XL. So I learned on the MPCs and meeting up a, 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 a Phantom and a, with a Triton. You know what I'm saying? That's where I learned, and, and you know, but I, I I learned quicker than most. That the um, moving over to the digital era was just easier, you know what I'm saying, and not to be lazy or anything, yeah, you know what I'm saying, not to be lazy, but just for me tracking out and going to the studio, you know, it just made some things just a lot simpler. So I just kind of once it ushered, once it came in, and I got was it reason three, reason three was what took me over. I was like, you know what, I'm mm-hmm. good, you know what I'm saying. Reason three was the one that made me kind of just dive on in with the whole digital era, you know what I'm saying. And, uh, now and now to every everybody who doesn't know about reason, when you open up reason, it's intimidating. Yes. So when you open it up, just know that you're gonna see a whole lot of buttons and wires and all kind of <laughs> stuff, man. That's these are for people who really know about hardware, and all it is is just put into a program. Yeah, that's all yeah. it is. That's and that's that, that's what won me over. You know the cap- the cables when I toggled it, and when I first seen someone use it, and they toggled it to the back and flipped it over and showed me the cables as an engineer too, I was I was sold. I was like, oh, oh, whoa, 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 stop. You know what I'm saying? When I realized yeah, that, what you could what got me. that's what got me in. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna first. So talking to a producer, a producer understands that when that was that was like groundbreaking to me. I was like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? I gotta try this. You know what I'm saying? And um recently I've kind of dabbled with machine a little bit and I, I like it because it gives you like a NPC feel, sort of kind of. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. then you have to still use a sequencer in, in you know inside the computer. You don't have to, but it's good that you do it. But I like it. And I'm thinking about playing with it more, but still, I think we both using the same baby. You know what I'm saying right now? Uh, yeah, man. And you know, and I kind of dibble and dabble in other applications as well. So you know, I like machine. Uh, sometimes I like Ableton. Right. Um, you know, Logic has good um, um, filters on there as far as um, you know when I'm doing my my drums or whatever kind of sound I'm going for. You know, I kind of use Logic to kind of uh, filter my drums a little bit uh, just to kind of make it uh, fat. Uh, depending on what I'm trying to do, but you know, there's a lot of good programs out there, man. All right, all right. So let's jump into uh, another question. It's kind of a spinoff of something that you said earlier. This is K100 Radio. I'm your host, Blizzard. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the show. Uh, 347-934-0966. If you got any question that you ever wanted to ask a super producer, somebody that's really in the game, producing tracks with, for people, we're talking about we're going we gonna to jump into placements and all kinds of stuff. How did he meet these people? Everything. But if you got a direct question you want to ask them, the number's right there on the screen if you're watching on Facebook Live, if you're listening. 347-934-0966. Hit that phone line, man. You guys want to... We build this platform so you can actually directly talk to these people, not for you to just sit back and hear them talk. Hit call in, ask them a question. We'll let you come on the air live. You got to do it right now, though. All right. So uh, another question, something that you said earlier, uh, James Worthy, um, you said that well, you kind of alluded to the difference between a beat maker and a producer. So I got to ask you this. Yeah. We, 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 we understand what producer is. You know, sometimes a producer may not even touch touch a drum, touch a drum machine or or sequence a track, you know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes they just kind of right. really, you know, the, we know that we understand the real term producer and the difference between producer and the beat maker. Now, you yourself, you consider yourself a producer, right? Right, absolutely. Right. So, when you're producing, how do you tell me the difference between when you're working with an artist and an artist is actually in their session? Working with you when y'all crafting something together, or you kind of in yourself in in, in in room by yourself and you just vibing and you kind of building a track, you making a track, and then you want to take it out and shop it to a to an artist or you want to give it to an artist that you plugged in with and you like, yo, 
to me there's that's that's two totally different experiences and, and the music comes out totally different right. you know what i'm saying what's your preference what's your preference as a producer when you're talking about working with someone um i mean for me man it, it the biggest thing is um the chemistry and the vibe so if i can kind of catch uh what you do and, and what your in, uh, integrity is with your music and what your sound is and, and if it complements what i bring to the table then you know to me that's a perfect marriage so i, I know a lot of times when uh when producers go into the studio with artists sometimes it's the first time meeting them sometimes they haven't really heard their music before like that so you're kind of going in blind so with me i like to not only build a relationship with an artist but i would like to at least kind of study you know what's the mind frame of uh what they went through to make their type of music you know what's the sign is what's the what's the direction of the sound that they're going for so i know exactly okay i can either do that or go above and beyond to make something that hasn't even been done on that plethora of uh, music yet you know what i'm saying so it kind of just depends on the situation me i just Man, I have so many ideas running through my mind, right? You know, for for a different artist, so it may be something where, man, I want to infuse uh, pop, rock, R and B, hip hop. Then I go to a next artist, and there's nothing but dubstep, EDM, pop. Then then another artist is nothing but '80s, '90s straight R and B with a twist. You know, you just never know, right? Uh, so let's talk about placements. <laughs> How did you get Let's your first? Do it. Let's how, do it. how did you get your first placement? Who was it with? Who? What? What? What was the track that you felt like put you in the game? And how did you get that off? How did you get from just being just being a, a guy like everybody else, me and everybody else who's just producing, and we we got this catalog that we're building and we're networking, we're doing all that. But what was the track and what was the instance that got you to the point where it started really just putting your name out there in the industry, real heavy? What was the one? Um. Well, how it first started was um. Uh, there was a guy by the name of Solly Williams uh, that I know still to this day. He's a, a record producer out of Houston, Texas. Done a lot of hits with uh, Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Slim Thug, you know, everybody coming out of Switcher House, you know, all the Texas guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, just so happens that um, his uh, sister is my next door neighbor, actually still to this day. And uh, she's the one that introduced us. Um, you know, he listened to my music. He really kind of gave me an uh, insight on what it really was to be a producer. And, and, you know, he plays a lot of instruments as well. So he kind of gave me that cosign of, you know, okay, you know, you're, you're on the right track. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Put me in, a, in contact with a couple different people. And then after he did that, um, I started working with uh, Young Bird. And um, at this time, uh, Young Bird, um, I believe he was doing um, his mixtape series called uh, Twitter Music. Right. This is when Twitter first came out and okay. uh, just started getting hot. Um, so on Twitter, he gave out his personal uh, email for people to send in beats. You know, I happened to see it on Twitter and, um, you know, I shot him an email with a couple tracks. And um, he ended up using one of the tracks, uh, which is a song called um, Electric Disco that he did on one of the mixtapes. And um, right then and there, man, that's just kind of how it started. All right. So you said you said a couple of different, a couple of interesting things that. Here's the first thing. Let me stop. Because oftentimes we always tell artists, producers, whatever, you know what I'm saying, uh, social media is cool, but it ain't going to get you on. So I, I want to be clear that basically your first opportunity to get a major placement as a producer came from Twitter. Pretty much is what you just right, said. Right, right. Okay, okay. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that I, <laughs> I, wanted to make sure I heard that right because you're going to have people who, who yeah. swear me down 
and tell me all the time, man, Facebook ain't a waste of time, man. You got to get out here in these streets. You got to grow. And you do. You got to go out. You got to network. But I'm talking to a, a, a producer who's worked with so many people who's really in the game, who's tied in. And he's telling me that his first major placement came from a, a Twitter response. So I just want to make sure we 100% yeah, clear that's, that's what happened. <laughs> with this guy's career yeah See, man that, that, it, 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 it yeah. tripped me out i just man. want to make you sure know, i said it you said it right word of mouth and, and all kind of stuff man but okay you know this particular situation man just, just sending beats through the email through through twitter man who would ever knew <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's, that's my point you know what i'm saying i'm sitting here like so you basically he's saying that he got his first placement through twitter you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here listening. Like I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the, the the elaborate story where you met this guy and then y'all was in the club and y'all was in the studio and he just said, "Yeah, let's just go back to the lab." But then it happened like that. Like we hear these kind of amazing, almost unbelievably yeah. amazing situations where this is how you got your first placement. And you're like, "Nah, guy." He posted a link on Twitter and um, I hit him back. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's how it went down. Yeah, so, yeah. Short, short and simple. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I, but I like that story. It's so it's it's almost believable and not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At the same time, you know what I'm saying? Uh, three four seven nine three four zero nine six six. We're talking to super producer James Worthy, man. So let me let me fast forward to another uh, topic. All right. So check this out. Where is producer? Where where is production going? And I also want to talk about the relationship between the producer and the artist. Because see, here's here, here there's okay. this there, there's this triangle. And, and 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 it's 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 undeniable when it comes to making and breaking music. You know what I'm saying? Between the the okay. artist, the producer, and the DJ, the person who b- plays the record and breaks it. You know, other other platforms, of course. But we're just gonna talk about these three: artist, producer, DJ. You know what I'm saying? And right. the the way that producers now move their beats and everything now, because you got ever since the SoundClick era and MP3, uh, um, MySpace era came in, well, Cast started digitally slanging beats and became internet heroes. And, and making lots of money, some of them, you know what I'm saying? Thousands of dollars per month, literally living off music because they had a beat site that was popping from leases and everything. That 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 totally changed the game. So first of all, where are you at with being a producer as someone of your caliber? How do you deal with independent artists? Uh, are you down with the beat site and leasing beats to multiple people? You know what I'm saying? And for non-exclusive rights, or are you like, nah, I'm not really doing that. I'm just kind of placing mines here and there. I know you're at a level where you don't really necessarily need to do that, or maybe you do. But what do you think about producers who are doing that? Because some people say, why? I, I have this argument all the time. You got cast to say, man, there's no way I'm, I'm leasing my beats out for, 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 for $30. No way, man. My production takes too long. That's crazy. Right. And then you got your beats out here floating all the way around. You know what I'm saying? Then it, it could be that hot. And then, you know, a major artist, like, I only want to jump on it because you got a thousand indies on there with that shit on SoundCloud already. So, so, so tell me what you feel That's about true. that. What do you feel about that? Uh, well, you know what? Um, I mean, real early in, in my career, um, you know, I used to be the one to do that. You know, I used to uh, lease a couple beats online, you know, sell them for $30, $40 and, and make, a, uh, you know, a couple bucks here and there doing that. But, uh, you know, as I started getting more major placements and, and working with a lot of different artists, um, you know, it was more of a thing dealing with labels and dealing with management. You know, it wouldn't be the smartest thing to, to let your, your best work be sold online. You know, you have to keep uh, pretty much uh, your work confidential, you know, to the artist that you're specifically working with or you're just submitting, uh, you know, through uh, the label or whatnot and, and place them that way. So, 
Um, you know, I'm guilty of it. I, I've done it before. You know, it's not really a bad thing. Um, I think it's great, you know, when you're first starting out, just so people can hear your music and hear your style of production and, and get a couple bucks, um, you know, starting out. But, uh, you know, once you start getting more professional into the business, you know, um, I don't think it will be the best way to go uh, moving forward. Okay. So do it until you get on. Then stop. <laughs> Pretty much. What, 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 what about when you make, what about when you're sitting in there? And you make a banger. It's undeniable. And you think it to yourself before you before you even get to the next level. You like, man, this this track could just be the one. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, all you need is a Rick Ross. Oh, and it's it. It's gone. You know what I'm saying? That's all you need. Somebody right, to right. breathe on it. And you and you and you you're deciding at that moment. Do I put this shit up for lease? Like, do I really want the world to hear this for fucking thirty nine ninety nine? Seriously? You know what I'm saying? Like. And that's a dilemma sometimes, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's what I had to learn sometimes. I was like, man, do I really want to put my best workout stuff that I don't even want to let people hear yet, put them online, or right. do I want to make the quick money real quick? You know, that's, you know, that's a decision that you have to make. But, you know, my thing is, man, don't put all of your music out like that. You know, you got to save some for the, for the catalog, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not a production isn't my first trade production was a trade that i picked up because i i felt like i had the technical aptitude to do it and you know i got tired of every time i just wanted to create i gotta go depend on somebody else to get me a beat so i just kind of invested in myself and just right. sat in there i played drums growing up in church you know what i'm saying as a little kid so i already had yeah. the, I, could, I could do the rhythm I, I did play an instrument which was drums so that's why that's why that's like most of my beats always have really great drum patterns and everything else is why i struggle a little bit you know what i'm saying sometimes i have to call a keyboardist in because you know i'm not a keyboardist and you know sometimes i even call live bass guys in if i can't pluck it out myself or, or find a dope sample but uh so so so, so i say that to say you know um I guess that's why me crafting beats is not easy like that. I don't, I don't, I, can't, I don't go in there and make a beat in five minutes. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I never jumped onto the beat site movement because a I don't crank them out enough like that to just keep updating the catalog. And also, I was just like, man, it took me too long to make this fucking beat and let a motherfucker get it for twenty five dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because so, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a quick pattern going there, fruity loops, drop pattern, beat in there kind of producer you know what i'm saying it just dropped some sense and that's not the kind of tracks that i made so mine were always crafted and took so much longer to make so i'm like i got it i got this catalog of beats but no, like whole bunch of them that people haven't heard you know what i'm saying and i'm like yeah i ended up so now so so now it's like well i got a fucking two three hard drives full of tracks and they ain't did shit with them and haven't really they're not doing anything sitting on there so i don't know just, I, just I understand sitting, sitting right. On the hard drive. right you know what i'm saying so i understand both sides of it i look at it different i look at it both ways i'm like shit you know what if i get on and then one day I, what if what if i do me the plug and then one day i can sit here and play a whole bunch of beats and they pick a whole bunch of them that's no one's ever gotten for i can make the money then so it's, it's a lot of ways to look at the question but i wanted to make sure i asked somebody who's actually in the game and kind of what path that you take so you kind of took both of them you, you you did you did it and then you kind of got on and you good where you at right now which is cool you know what i'm saying yeah yeah you know you, sometimes man you, you never know uh, what's gonna happen in this game? You know, things change so drastically yeah. every day. So you never know what the blueprint is gonna be. You, you can meet somebody, uh, you know, right now or, or in the next thirty minutes, man. And boom, you got a place. Right. You know, you never know. So the relationship between the artist and the producer right now, what do you feel is that? Because you've got you've got DJs with record deals. You know what I'm saying? 
uh you've got you know what i'm saying you've got a lot you know where where is the producer at right now because a lot of people uh and then with 360 deals and all kind of different ways that the game has changed uh yeah. what's what's the best way you could tell a producer to make sure they get paid you know what i'm saying what's the one thing that you want that you don't want that you don't want to do when you walk into a room as an up-and-coming artist and you sit down for your first placement what is it that you don't want to do do you not want to give up all your publishing? Do you what, the mechanicals? How how would how, how do you handle the situation? What's some advice you can give someone? Well, I mean, on an artist standpoint, um, of course, Producer. nobody wants to give up all their publishing. Right. But if you're signing to a major label, you know, you basically have no choice. You know, they're definitely gonna uh, want to take a piece of the pie. Um, but you have to, and you know what? This is what I always tell artists: is let's say if you sign a 360 deal. Um, you it's a it's a 50 thing because if you sign a 360 yeah they're, they're taking a, a percentage of pretty much everything that you do but you have that platform and you have the machine behind you but then again let's say you start to selling units um you're going to make a return so if depending on the return that you make and the numbers that you do everything is renegotiable so you can renegotiate that contract for them to take a lesser percentage and that's the best way to go uh, when you're dealing with a major. But if you're doing strictly indie, you know, all you need to do is worry about getting a distribution deal uh, for your music and, and for your project. And then you're good. You know, all you have to worry about is uh, marketing and then you're right. good. So what about the days of one more question? Are we getting ready to come up on the 30 minute uh, Mark and uh, man, these thirty minutes always go by so quick. Like it doesn't feel like we've been talking so thirty fast, minutes. Man. You know what I'm saying? So fast, and there's so many, so much more stuff that we could cover. But the the where where are you? Where where is the production company? You I remember back like in the late nineties, it was like it was all about production companies. Production companies signed people, and then the production companies who had the plug, and then they went out and they shopped the deal or whatever. Now I'm seeing people totally just bypass the production company altogether. Like, yo, just give me beats. I ain't trying to sign your production company. I'm either doing it myself or going straight to the man. I haven't seen just those big juggernaut production companies who it was in the 90s. It was the production companies who low-key was running the game. What? Where's that That's at true. right now? That's true. What, what do you think about that? Um, well, you know what? I mean, some of, some of that is obsolete right now because everything is accessible a lot more. So, you know, you can have a direct contact with either an artist or a major label. You know, so as long as you have a, a package with, with a product, you can walk up to a label and be like, hey, I got this, I got that, you know, this record is moving. You know, the label's going to be like, okay, maybe this is something that uh, we can make some money off of. Cool. Sign this deal. You know, you're <laughs> bypassing the middleman. Right, right, right. You know, so it, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of things, man, it's not even just that. You know, it's with uh, even going back to making production, you know, everything is accessible to making things easier you know so the hard work people don't have to really go through that anymore you know because everything is really right there right I, and you know I, I guess the convenience of it all i guess i understand that you know what i'm saying and i get it but you know for me it's just like man you know everything is just really changed i remember it just seems like producers had so much more power in the 90s and now it's just been diminished yeah because being a producer is yeah. become so a lot easier and, and you know this is the thing it wasn't a lot of um, it wasn't a lot of indie labels at the time. It was only four major labels. And you had to find your way within those four labels. Right. And with the exception of those production companies who had the connections to the major labels, which you couldn't get to them yourself. So it made things a lot more uh, confidential in doing business. But now, shoot, you can do any damn thing now. You, you can know, just... As long as you take a meeting with, a, with somebody, you, you good. 
Yeah, you can you can actually hit him up on Twitter and boom. There we have it. Exactly. <laughs> right. All right, man. Thank you, man. Yo, give out if you can give out your if you if you want to. Uh, if anybody's trying to work with you or maybe get with you about uh, placements or just just follow you on social media, uh, if you have a website, please give us all that information real quick and some parting words, and we can move on to our next interview. Please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, first of all, appreciate you having me on your show. Uh, everybody, uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at King James Worthy, and you can find me on Facebook at James A Worthy. I'll follow you back, like you back, all of that good stuff, man. Hit me up. All right, man. That's what's up, man. The homie producer James Worthy is in the building. You guys chill out. You guys pause. Don't go nowhere. This is K100 Radio. Direct line interviews. We got three of them for you today. Coming up, we got International Nova. You dig? You guys hang around real quick. Don't go anywhere. Let me drop this little ad, pay a bill right quick. And we're going to come right back. You dig? Pause for the cause. This is K100 Radio. You dig? Yeah. Entertainment presents Juice Box Volume 1. One, the hottest mixtape out now. Get a free copy exclusively on downloadjuicebox.com. That's downloadjuicebox.com. D O W N L O A D J U I C E B O X.com. It's a 10 minute six track dope beat and freestyle on throwbacks. Plus, you get a bonus single, all female rappers for free. Female rappers. 